Right, welcome, everybody, to the 15 Years Later podcast. My name is Mike Wilden, here alongside my favorite teacher from high school, Mr. Tim Larson. Tim, how you doing? I'm doing great, and I would just like to say that uh, I'm happy to be here with you, Mike, or uh, as I should probably introduce you from now on, Mike, who is an idiot, Wilden. You're welcome. Did uh, you, you did put that in writing once. Um, yeah, I, it just seemed like you liked that story so much. This is the... Um, the hall pass story from last time like it's a good part of your childhood i don't think we should let it go well there's a story i'm going to tell later in uh later in the blog about something funny that happens it doesn't mean it's something i want to happen every day oh uh, well you probably should have prefaced that before we put that in the podcast well it's on the air now so it's it's canon uh this is our second time around and i really enjoyed the conversation last time and Kind of hope other people did too, because we're going to keep doing it one way or the other. Yeah, it's true, but uh, but it'd be nice if people could join us on this journey. Um, yeah, for speaking sure. of which, first of all, uh, thank you everybody for all the positive feedback. I mean, we've had so many people uh, with a lot of comments, a lot of feedback on this. Very complimentative of my writing. I appreciate that. Um, I've gotten some comments directly about the podcast too um the first episode of it it's been great uh we've had i mean geez the site's had i don't know how many visitors over the last couple weeks uh quite a few I think views it was, i mean it's yeah as we check i think it went over a thousand views i don't know how many visitors there were but it went is, over a thousand views which is really kind of exciting it's a few hundred vis yeah a few hundred visitors i mean that's that's just that's the first couple great. days it was yeah yeah, way more than I ever expected. Uh, and that's all because of you guys, so thank you. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, by we... the way, Larson, I... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go Well, ahead. I just wanted to fill everybody in. If you listened to the first podcast, we did say that my mother would be our readership. And uh, she was. My mother did read the blog. And um, she wanted you to know that she thought it was well-written. Uh, she enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know if she's read my entry yet but she read yours and uh, we thought that was a win just that we would have one person read and having uh, a whole bunch of other people listen to our podcast and read has been really fun for us so i i i agree with mike thank you guys for uh reading and listening by the way on that note real quick i uh i did talk to steve you know i brought up that uh steve vaguely in that story last week about the rubber bands um i had a little i was messaging with him back and forth a little bit um and uh i know he doesn't mind me mentioning this but i you know he, he and i were just like just just think about how it's cool to kind of think back to these you know these fun stories and these fun times from high school and kind of relive them sure um yeah in fact steve he messaged me uh today um he said that oh, really? he'd been talking with you yep he sent me a, a message through facebook that seems to be our uh, uh the theme for our communication here but he said that he'd been talking to you, and then he, he just really enjoyed it. He enjoyed reading it. It reminded him of high school stuff. And uh, so I told him, I think you and I had talked about this before. I said, hey, we, you know, Mike and I were thinking maybe you uh, could join us and be a guest on the podcast uh, one day if you feel like it. And uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he seemed to warm up to that idea. So uh, those of you listening, we may have another brat from my history uh, show up and give some sarcasm back to me, which uh, I pretty sure i deserve for the amount that i uh doled out to you guys over the years yeah you, you kind of do but that's okay it's it's all in good fun 
so you agreed yeah, we'll really to, quick gonna... to that. You agreed really, really quick to that. I at least take a pause. Like just give it a minute. Let right. it let it sit out there and then disagree. I, mean, I gave it like a half a second. You know, everybody like again, thank you for the feedback. Um a lot of the comments or most of these comments, in fact, have all been directly to us, either like people texting or messaging Larson or myself directly, because a lot of you are people that know us. Um, but what we would like to do is, you know, it would be nice if we could read comments or questions on the show. Um, yeah, I would love that. And respond to them. Yep. So uh, if you feel like you, you know, want us to potentially respond to something, um, right on the show uh you know just uh leave us a comment uh we have several different avenues to do it uh you can just leave one right on the website uh, and by the way whenever i say 15 in these it's the numerical one five yeah but a reminder our blog website is 15-years-later.com that's 15-years-later.com uh and you can just leave a comment directly on each entry you can also email us at 15 years later blog at gmail.com. That's 15 years later blog at gmail.com. And we have a little bit of a social media presence now. Um, we have a, an Instagram page, a page on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it now. We have one for threads because that's obviously super popular. Uh, all of those are at 15 years later TM, as in Tim and Mike. Oh, very clever. At, yeah, sure. Uh, 15 <laughs> years later TM. So you know, just leave us a comment or question on any of those, and we'd be, we'd really enjoy, I think, probably responding to some of those. Yeah, especially if you make uh, fun of us. I'm I think good. that would be, that's kind of the nature here. Um, I mean, we would love some, uh, you know, flowery, glorious praise. I mean, that's, you know, who doesn't like that? But um, it, it, definitely keep that coming too. Yeah, that's nice. Um, that's definitely nice. And for uh, those but, of you that have said that directly, that have complimented me um, to like, yeah, keep that coming. That's been, <laughs> that's been a nice ego boost. Um, it helps Mike get through his day, guys. It helps him get through his day. It, it, uh, you too. But yes, you're you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, just uh, just leave us a comment or a question or something. We'd really enjoy that. I will say too. I, the the one thing I'll say is it's not really a direct comment from anybody. But you know, you said your mom had committed to being a reader, um, mm -hmm. so we had the the viewership viewership of one. Uh, my mother actually kind of championed the whole thing too, I, un unprompted. Uh, you know, I, I showed her the blog, you know, when I wrote that first thing that first right. week. And unbeknownst to me, she texted that link to a whole bunch of her friends who are people that, you know, I've known since I was little. And oh, she so, really? yeah, M a couple Moms of days. Moms are great. Moms are great. Yeah. Well, the time that we're recording this is just, uh, well, the, the time we did that a couple weeks ago was kind of in the midst of a, a pretty cold, you know, winter just a storm i guess yep uh but it got really really cold and so stayed with my mom for a couple of days and we were sitting there watching tv and she would just keep on so it's like every couple hours she texted oh this person texted hey this was great and then the, oh this person texted they said they read it and, and like she just all of these people 
all of their friends she sent this thing to. That's that's cool. Um, so I a big I, I I bet a fair chunk of that viewership is just from people she texted <laughs> that to. So thank mom. you, mom. Yeah, moms are great. Uh, moms are great. Yeah. All right. So I mentioned Jake. Let's bring up Jake. Um, I mentioned him in this episode. Um, yes, you did, and I and I enjoyed that. Yeah, he's. Uh, I did tell him a long time ago that I was going to put him in here somewhere, and I haven't seen him in a little while. But as I have gone to Buffalo Wild Wings for meetings with my assistant coaches or meeting up with friends, Jake has been there a lot, and so he's. You know, he first names me. You know, hey Tim, how's it going? Because you know, as I was a tennis coach, there were frequently reasons to go there. Like we had to make cuts or redesign practices or get ready for a, a big opponent. And uh, Jake's always been there. There's another guy, Sean, that's a great bartender too. He'll he'll always come out and say hi to you. He's he's just great. And then um, yeah. we did. Uh, we went. You and I went back there to hit click to publish the the very first blog episode. Um, kind of from where it like, all began. Yeah, where else would we do that, right? So we took the laptop, right. had the website ready to go, and when we hit publish, uh, we were sitting at the same table that where this whole thing started, uh, kind of a right. full circle moment, which was neat. And um, this girl, Becca, was our uh, server, and I felt the need to explain why we had a laptop on the table and we kept looking at like <laughs> websites. Like That's just an odd behavior at a sports bar. And so I had explained what we were doing and she was nice enough to take a picture of you and I shaking hands and, and clicking. And, um, right. and, and that's so how Be we launched. Be Becca's part of the story now. She's, she is. She's, yeah. uh, she's part of it. So we have a couple of good buddies. Right. We like to go back there and catch up and, and, um, you know, and, and sometimes talk about what's next for this project. And, um, it's good to have buddies there. Yeah. I, I, I appreciated the fact that you gave, jake a shout out in the blog too i mean you did say for a long time you're gonna do that and uh so that was, yeah that was cool and he, you know jake was also responsible for helping us out kind of gather our thoughts that first day yes he yep he, <laughs> he should get more credit than uh we've already given him well, uh we went and decided hey let's write this blog together and there are a whole bunch of stories that we told each other that day that will they'll end up being in this blog episode after episode some of them very coincidental like it just it just made sense the some parallels we found in our lives and and after we decided to write the blog we had already told each other several of these stories over beers and we're just having fun and we wanted to write stuff down like we'd made the decision to write this blog and we we're like well we should probably write all the stuff down that we just said and we didn't have anything cuz you know we don't nobody's prepared for this so yeah. we have a pen we didn't have, you know, so Jake comes around to give us that, uh, you know, that third beer. And um, we're like, hey, do you have anything you could write on? And uh, so he, he went looking, he came up with a pen. And I happen to have these right here, Mike. Uh, these are the originals. He, he came, he, yeah, he came up with, I'm putting it up now. You guys can't see it uh, listening, but these are the original guest checks. Oh, that's it, fantastic. This looks like something some old lady named Marge would write down your order for in a diner in the 50s. Like, it literally says guest check on the top of it. I, I, I was going to mention that he that he was writing the stuff down on the pad. That's great. You have those stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's going on here is there's, I have one with my handwriting and one with your handwriting as we were both trying to scribble down what we had talked about that day. 
And so yes, when if you're, so when if, you came up with that idea, I remember you. Uh, you know, we were we we were talking about what it was going to look like at first, and then it's like, all right, it's going to be us telling story. You know, we we want to share this day with everybody basically, and like tell kind of the stories we just told each other throughout this day. So we're like, all yeah. right. So what do we talk about? We talk about this, and then we wrote something down. Oh yeah, we talked about this. We were just like rehashing our conversation from the first couple of hours before you came up with this idea. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. Let me. I'm gonna give you bullet points what I've got right here uh, from mine. Um, and I think these are things that uh, you, listeners, you guys will find that get written about sooner or later in this uh, discussion. So it just it's titled "First Conversation." I'm gonna run through these bullet points: careers, which we will start talking about very quickly. Artist careers, which we've already kind of mentioned, you doing some stand-up and me mm-hmm. playing in a band. Uh, teaching and tutoring, uh, which yeah. also I, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit more coming uh, forward. Traveling, moms and dads. One that says man card beers. Uh, people at Buffalo Wild Wings hot sauce and then family hot sauce. That was a story about your family. Um, did you guys do the the hot wing challenge as a group? Yeah, the, the, so the show, uh, that show Hot Ones, uh, my, oh, my yeah. nephew was a big fan of that show, and so he had our family go through a Hot Ones contest, and it was uh, it was good fun. Oh, I bet that was entertaining. Now, this is where it gets bad for me. I'm, I'm flipping this over, and um, so we your first episode was called Two Storytellers, and this says Two Storytellers as a title because at that time, that's what we had decided to call the whole thing, and that got changed yes. later. Um. But this one really hurts uh, for me to read out loud. Uh, it says, and I'm going to put this in the screen so you can see it, and I'll point at it. It says, Mike's Facebook post today. Um, I'm holding and showing you evidence of just just exactly how wrong I was. I appreciate you laughing really hard. Um, I, I was... Sorry. I was, uh, I was wrong. And uh, you were right. You pointed this out in the last podcast, but we actually have hard, fast evidence uh, of the truth here. Thank and, you uh, for that. And that hurts. That one. That one hurts. Yeah. So you uh, were just a. Uh, Damn it! I, I will mention we're, we we don't need to get into it too much yet. But you did mention in your entry uh, about the second post that yeah. you know I know we agree we did this last week, but I'm going to do it again. So thank yeah. you. We don't uh, for prompting yeah. me for this one. I thought that would be the end of it. But yeah, just gonna, was, that you're was... going to keep going. All right. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah no, moment, I, uh, I was going to bring it up anyway. I was going to bring it up anyway. <laughs> it's on your list you. of things to talk about. Oh, great. Great. Well, yeah. have your but, enjoy. No, have I, your moment. Thank you for that. I, uh, I, I appreciate this. I'd like to thank the Academy. Yeah. Can we call uh, this a minor inaccuracy in this blog entry? I believe we can call this a minor inaccuracy in the blog <laughs> entry. I, I, I think maybe maybe after we're done recording, I could admit that to you. But right now, I'm going to say it was a huge mistake. Yeah. Okay. All right. So in this no, it's, blog... It's not a big entry, deal, but it is fun needling you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Needling is nice word for punching me in the balls. In this blog entry, I mention that... The second Facebook post that I saw and responded to and wanted to have this lunch with them had to do with uh, the, this is just, I'm saying it slow because it hurts so much. It had to do with the post that said, I I tend to tell stories that are like the stories you tell. um, And that's written in the blog if you guys have written it. And um, that's actually factually inaccurate. 
um, I had responded to a different social media thing. We have argued about this for a couple of years, and now that I see the evidence that I'm wrong, it's 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 a hard day, guys. It's a hard day. Do you, do you want to move on to something else? I can't else? believe you just spent the last 30 seconds continuing that. I was good to go, and you... Oh, I thought, I thought I was cutting you off. I thought you were going to just keep on needling, as it were. Uh, okay, so let's see here. I Look at that. I have finished my first beer, and so it's probably time to move on from uh, whatever that conversation was. <laughs> that would have been a good cutoff. And right uh, we get to the um... interview section, and since I wrote this one, uh, you're going to have some questions for me about the uh, writing. So, hey, let's just move right along. Uh, what do you got for me, Mike? So this was uh, this was entry episode number two, titled yes. "One of the Good Ones," written right. by you, Tim Larson. Rethinking that title right uh, now. Uh, carry on, sorry. That's. I mean, I do appreciate that. I was gonna tell you thanks for that, but I guess you know. <laughs> I... <laughs> yes. Can we change it now that it's published? Uh, never mind. A different issue. So uh, you know, you did. Uh, th this is very well written. Uh, I got a comment from somebody that said it was very real well written oh, thank um, you and and i i agree i think um you do a really good job setting this up um and just kind of describing the whole scene of walking into a b-dubs you know from the, the daylight into the darkness of the tinted windows and yes you know it, it really it, you really describe pretty well what it's like walking into a b-dubs i'm not even going to ask you about that about how you felt coming in you know like walking into this whole situation because you okay. write about it pretty well uh and you should all read this blog anyway so go read about it oh, but thanks, um thanks. let me ask you this though so you come back in the bathroom slap the table and say well then we're writing a blog together and you you present the idea and i shake your hand and i say i'm in let's do this what's going through your head after that happens like were you were you nervous? Were you surprised that I accepted that uh, that idea so quickly? Or I just what was what was going through your head when you came out with this idea and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, so as soon as as soon as okay. we agreed and and we were we were going to write this blog, my first thought was put one out tomorrow, like publish it tomorrow. Don't I, like I was excited about the idea and I was like, let's start writing and just and and get something out uh, because this is fun. And, and that's sort of my creative process is once I'm excited about doing something, I just, I just jump in. I can't ball into a pool. I never test the water first. Um, and so, uh, sometimes it's good for somebody to say to me, why don't we just wait a minute before we do that? Um, with many things in life, my wife does that and it's, you know, good for her. Um, but I was, I was like, I like this idea. Let's do it. Like, let's just put something out. And, um, so you, we've talked about this in the last podcast. You texted me and said, Hey, are we actually going to do this? Or were we were just having, you know, like ideas in the bar and we're just not actually going to do this. And for I was, a I was tiny, ask about that one too. Yeah. For a tiny second in my head, I was like, maybe I should just say no, like as a very fleeting thought. And then I went, you know what? I still like this idea. Let's do it. And what's, we talked about this in the last podcast, but it was funny. You you went, okay, good. Because I already wrote one and I just emailed it to you. And so right away, I, I read it that night 
and just opened up the laptop and, and wrote this episode and sent it back to you either really late that night or, you know, the next day. Um, and we're still on spring break, you know, so this is Thursday and Friday of my spring break. So I'm just, you know, I'm not, I don't have to go to work. I'm just doing stuff around the house. I got some time. And so I was like, let's go. And so I sent that one back and I think everybody should know that it, this, this second episode of this blog is, is not exactly like it was when I wrote it on first draft. Uh, we changed several things along the way and maybe we can get into that later, but I would just say excitement. Like I was, it was an opportunity to be creative. It was an opportunity to have fun with something, um, with something creative. And I, I've never written an idea. I think so too. Well, I hope so. I hope people listening like it, um, and people reading it like it, but it was new. It was a new avenue for me to be creative. And so I was really excited about it. And, and reading your first episode actually was like a hyper excitement for me to contribute to it because I really liked what you wrote. And I, I just, uh, I just wanted to get after it right away. And I couldn't, I couldn't get your second episode back quick enough, uh, for me to write the next one. And I think if you remember, as you wrote them, I probably sent you something back within 24 hours every time. Uh, Pretty much for at least for the first half of them. I mean, you know, we ended up reordering right. some things, but but yeah, that kind of became our process. We'd we'd struggle for a little while to kind of figure out how to transition to the next thing, but um, once we'd kind of we'd meet, we'd get kind of a, a creative spark going again, and then I'd write something and send it to you, and you'd yeah, I'd expect one within a day or two, you'd have another one written for me. So there were there were a couple segments of this where we were able to knock out a whole bunch of it at least the, the first drafts of these um all in just a pretty short amount of time mm-hmm. uh, so yes but then we had to redo a lot of them um yeah if i had if it had been up to me we would have just published them as soon as we wrote them and probably run out of gas within a month or, uh, and just been done with the whole thing. But I, I remember it as your idea that day, that first day, let's write the whole thing before we publish anything. And I, uh, I think that was your idea. I th- So I remember we were talking about what we wanted this to look like. And so we were kind of asking questions like, do we want to write all this at once or do we want to just write and release? Like, mm-hmm. We were we were kind of throwing that back and forth, and I think you kind of like part of you really wanted to just like let's get this out that day. But as we were talking sure. about the story and like all these ideas, you know, for it, I think you saw you know the potential for it in your head. I mean, you saw way like you know. I always think I'm a pretty big dreamer, and I just I realized <laughs> that day that you're an even bigger dreamer than I am. Yeah, uh, guilty. And it was great. It was it was guilty. fantastic. But, um, but yeah, I think we both saw potential for how good this could be, or at least how good we could make it, mm-hmm. um, if we actually put, you know, some time into it and some work and boy, did we put a lot of time and work into it, but that's true. I, I do remember like that we talked about that and, um, we talked about like what the, what the, what the first episode should be, what the last episode should be, how we should transition to it. That kind of led to us, you know, writing on the bar notes and everything. But yeah, you know, I I think it's it's kind of funny like 
our, we, we are very different writers. Like we have very different writers writing styles. And I say that in the, in yep. the best of ways. We, yep. I, I know we didn't, you know, we didn't know this, we were going to do any of this going into this regardless, but even as you said, Hey, let's write this blog together. Neither of us had any idea that we were going to be able to like, that we're going to have that creative chemistry. Yeah, that's uh, true. I, you know, and I agree with that part of it. I, what there, were you going to say? Well, there's some, I'm going to go back to it. I was so anxious to put stuff out and you were kind of like, Hey, let's just wait until we have this idea sort of figured out and I think the balance of those two things worked out really well as far as choosing how to eventually publish this thing but also just in in writing and editing uh, uh, there's a lot of that also we have we had a rule from the very beginning that was uh, as as we're talking about editing no egos like just put those at the door and there was a couple of rules that we went through one was whoever wrote the article well, you know, it's what, the final say. It, yes, yeah, and um, I feel like I don't. We never really made that a rule. I think that was just kind of an understanding that we had because it's like, hey, this is my article. But right, like, and also the other guy backing off a little bit, going, you know what, it is your article, so let's, you know, if that's if you want to have it written that way, you go ahead, it's yours. Oh, right, and and I mean that all kind of comes back to the no egos thing. I we said that very early on, and. You know, it's one thing to like agree to a rule or agree to something like that on the day and say, all right, no egos. And then, you know, that day have a discussion and okay, well, no egos. But <laughs> right. like, it's a completely right. different thing to say no egos and then hold to that rule yeah, back it up. and still yeah. get along and still be so effective uh, as a writing team the entire time. Getting back to your entry here. So... I kind of we kind of talked about that uh, at the beginning, and you know, leading into Buffalo Wild Wings, what you were thinking there. Um, this is Larson's side of that story. Um, this this is the second intro. Like this whole thing isn't going to be an introduction, which, interestingly enough, was kind of the problem we had for a while. That was our problem. Yeah. Where we were just we were stuck in like an intro loop, where we were talking about other stuff, but it really just sounded like we were more introducing the story. Agreed. you know, for four or five, um, four or five entries. And, um, so we finally kind of got out of that loop. We figured out that we needed to do that. And, uh, I really like at the end here where, um, you kind of put like a nice little bow on the entire intro arc. Like I start out with, you know, 15 years later, here's the first entry, two storytellers, my name's Mike Will, and I'm a storyteller. And I go through the whole thing, and then you wrap, you bring it all the way back around to, this is a story of Tim, you know, Tim Larson and Mike Wilden, two, two storytellers 15 years later. So it's like right at the ends, you have the same, and it's just, it's, I thought you did that brilliantly. Well, uh, uh, thank you. I had an advantage for that in that I rewrote that episode. Uh, you, you kind of mm-hmm. stuck with how you started your first episode and you had written that as the, the kickoff part. And you're right. This is my introduction to our blog. So we, this is a, a weird scenario where most writers get to do one introduction to what they're doing. We get to do two of them. Right. And so um, as I rewrote this well, one, when, when we had rethought the order, I got to shift mine to the end and I think it closes, like you said, closes a loop, comes full circle, and 
And um, that is a nice moment, I think, at the end of at the end yeah. of it, saying, "Here we go. The two of us are going to tell you a story." And and I want to ask you something about that, but real quick, I also want to I I really like the idea. So one of the ideas you brought up that first day was that we would both um, start our first our first two entries. I would start. I'd say that first line was all you. My yes. name is Mike Wilden, and I'm a storyteller. Uh, and then you would start yours that way. Right. And the way you rewrote it, I can't remember if your original version had that at the beginning or not, but I remember that like when you rewrote it, you spend a good third of your entry, your intro entry to, um, to just setting up the scene before you get into I'm Tim Larson and I'm a storyteller. And I, th I think it honestly makes that line hit you pretty well. And I, I really enjoyed the way you did that. I just wanted to give you that compliment publicly. Um, <laughs> Thank well you. Just I appreciate that. We don't do that very often for each other. Um, <laughs> there's more needling or punching one in the balls. Uh, there's there's plenty more. There's, of that there's time. Too, but... There's time in the podcast for that, for sure. Uh, I, that was painful to get the intro for episode two here, one of the good ones, to get it right. After we had reorganized the order of them and saw what the purpose of it needed to be, I think I rewrote that four or five times to try and get it right. And it wasn't until I decided to go first person and set the scene that it started to flow for me. So, well, you know, give I, credit I to the process. To ask, so, so on that note and kind of bringing it back to the end there, how did it feel to kind of put that bow on? Because like, you know, like I said, we were stuck in that intro loop for a while and once we got the idea of how we were going to get out of it, and I think we, you know, we came up with a really good scenario. We, you know, we storyboarded and figured out, you know, exactly what order we were going to tell this in. Like, how did it feel to finally, like, when you did get that final draft done, to be like, okay, yeah, this is it. This is how we're closing this out. We've got it. It was a weird feeling. It, it was, uh, it felt right. None of the other drafts that I did felt right. But when I reordered a couple of those things and went from first person to um d more of the third person thing or or just this is how it went as opposed to trying to have the reader be sitting there at the bar with us um and then getting that line at the end um it felt right which is a really good feeling you know the whole time it felt wrong yeah. and I, and i was like damn it i gotta rewrite this i gotta rewrite it. it's not quite right and i was like hey read this tell me what you think and you're like well, yeah, this is better. And I think both of us were saying the same thing. It's just not quite right. But at that moment, when I when I did that, it, it felt like I'm setting us up to go on to episode three correctly. You know, and that's a responsibility yeah. that we have as we're writing these. Right. And well, and again, you know, I had written, I had read enough of the stuff that you'd written. To, so when you'd write, when you'd send something, I'd be like, I, I know there's more. I know you can do right. better. And that one, I remember like, You'd send it to me, and you'd even say as you sent it to me, like, I don't know if this is it yet. And then I'd read it, and like, sorry so, to say, I think you're right. Yeah, we <laughs> haven't talked I, about I, this before, but... It's better. Sometimes I would send them, and I'd be like, well, he's not going to like that line at all. I'm going to hear about that. But you know what? I'm going to send it, because the rest of it I think is better. And I would get it back. Yep, he didn't like that line at all. <laughs> that's... That was, that's, that's part of the fun though, you know, because right. neither of us have ever really taken it personally. I feel like we put a pretty good first two episodes out there. We set the stage all right. So, uh, let me, uh, 
let me ask you a couple things. Um, you know, I, we were talking last week what it was like for me to be um, a Larson student, what it was like to have you as a teacher and be in your classroom. What was it like having Mike Wilden as a student? Yeah, what was it like to have Mike Wilden as a student? Uh, I like this. I like this turnabout here that you're doing. Um, you, I, I could tell right away from the minute that you walked in the classroom and I started doing sarcastic things that were uh, grabbers. They were attention grabbers, which aren't necessarily the most professional. Uh, I could see right away that you were laughing and enjoying them. And you would throw stuff out there to add to the conversation. I could tell you were, you were thriving in the sarcastic arena. And so I always have to check right away the first couple of weeks, like who's going to enjoy the sense of humor and who's not, because there are classes where I have somebody who's not going to enjoy it. And I have to, I have to pull way back and make sure that everybody's comfortable in the room. But I also noticed that there's kids who like the environment, but don't necessarily want to participate. You were not in that realm at all. You, you were like, this is, this is my place. I like this. And so as a result, instead of picking on other kids, I laser focused on making fun of you as often as I possibly could. And I could tell by the reaction and the laughter, like you're doing right now on my screen, yep. that you were like, I will take that and yes. And as often as I can, I'm firing this right back at you because I realize that that's going to be okay too. And so I just, I mean, you know, we talked about rubber bands last time. Um, if you had, if you made a mistake and said something out loud that was stupid, you were going to hear about it for a while. That's, that's what I remember. My initial thought that's is this kid is good to go for this environment and he's going to pay for it, honestly, and he's going to enjoy it. That's why I was looking forward to that lunch in the first place that first day. Cause that's like, he's going to give me a ton of shit and it's going to be hilarious. Well, I, you know, just you know what? like old times. I hadn't thought about this, but in this blog entry, I mentioned how I, I had some anxiety about this meeting because not that we didn't get along, but it needed to be worthwhile. Like it, it needed to live up to yeah. maybe some hype or whatever. And maybe that's what it was because I remembered how many sarcastic exchanges happened with you in my classroom. I needed, we needed to live that up, you know, like, so that's probably why right away off the bat, I was like, I'm going to order bone in wings. Cause I'm a man. <laughs> like that was yeah. probably what I was just trying to tap right back into where we had been when we left off. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And that was, that was great. So we mentioned last time in the, on the podcast, I should say that I was you for the uh, the senior homecoming skit. Yes. I was also you for um, a student-written one-act play. I remember uh, this. Later in that school year. So... Yes, you reprised uh, your role as Mr. Larson in a play later on in the year. That is correct. I remember. Yes. And, and the character was slightly... Had to slightly, because they called you Mr. L. Um, but... But yeah, no, it was it was totally it was just based on you, and so there were student directed one act plays um, that we presented, you know that that year. And uh, yeah, let me set the stage for what that means. Hang hang on just a second. So it, it, so that meant it wasn't the normal theater director directing these plays. Students were directing smaller plays for this thing, right? 
that that was that was what I meant by student directed when I played. Um, okay, well, so I'll just, <laughs> I'll just, that's what I meant uh, <laughs> by senior directed one act plays. Just trying to help the people. Just trying to help the people. Well, carry on. One of these one of these senior directed one act plays that if you didn't <laughs> figure out was uh, was a play that was directed oh, by a man. senior student instead of our regular theater director. Yeah, this is why um, you got this student. much shit in my classroom. This is right here. Yeah. Um, well, oh no, it's okay. way worse now. <laughs> at least then I didn't like. At least then I was a shell of myself. That's so. <laughs> right. Your wit's a little sharper nowadays. All right. Um, anyway, one act. I don't know if I put good. it that way. I don't know if I put it that way, but uh, but yeah. So one of those was written uh, by a, a student as well, and it was based on uh, Larson's classroom. And because of my um, my time as you in that homecoming skit, I tried out to and I auditioned, and I pretty much assumed I was going to get the part. And I mean, I did, but like, and they still made me audition for every scene, and they were telling me like okay, just because you know, like, you don't know. You're, you're not guaranteed to get this, which oh, was okay. helpful for me to hear at the time. But, right. but yeah, that was, you know, I, I was cast for that. I was so excited um, about this. I, I really, really wanted you to see one of these performances. Um, I definitely remember what that. Was that like from, what was that like from your perspective? Really fun. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It was really fun. Uh, it's it's flattering to have students go, hey, I'm going to act like this teacher. In, in that era, they don't do that as much anymore. There were um, a lot of like those homecoming uh, assemblies, like you did, for several years, there were seniors who would act like teachers. And it was a really fun thing. And it does, it's not really a thing anymore. Which is, I don't know if it's too bad or if it's just you move on or whatever, but it was, yeah, it's it. always, it's always that's flattering funny. when, when that happens. And for you to do it a second time and go, there's a whole play where there's a teacher and, and the play wasn't about the teacher. It was about, as I recall, a kid in the class that was trying to date a girl, right? Wasn't that what the play was about? Am I close? Yeah. Yeah. And so you were the teacher of the class and you told me that you were going to do it. And I was like, I, yes, I will definitely show up and see this. And my wife came and saw it. And it was funny. I, I really enjoyed it. It was a it, it was a good representation. I do have a couple of things to say about this. I want to see if what your next question is because I got some. I have some memories about this for you that we have not talked about. I I'm very intrigued to hear this. Um, mm -hmm. Before you get to that, I'm just going to tell you. So like there was there was a basically. Do you remember? the ending of that play basically it was me as you the main characters would you had the last the scene i remember yeah. you had the last scene like the the kids left the classroom and you were in this you were in the classroom by yourself as like a fade out almost yeah so like i so basically that scene was me like as you getting bored of the math book and then pulling out uh, just a bottle of bubbles and just starting to blow bubbles it's like <laughs> okay like all giggling right. as you're blowing bubbles and then the lights would come down on that on um, me as you know you the biggest laugh i got um one of the biggest reactions that um that show got the entire weekend was the last night which was kind of chaotic um but 
by the way, I tried telling a Larson story in that last night. You told I kind of just tossed you that told... in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got to have the juice but, to do uh, that, man. You can't just... Okay, go ahead. I, I mean, if there was ever a time I was going to be in a position yeah. to do it, that was it. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but the just everything was just <laughs> a little crazy. But the um, as the character as the main characters as the main characters exited the stage, I go through the math book. I remember just saying like, "Screw this! Time for bubbles," you know. And I, I didn't need yeah. to say it, but I said it that time. And just because it had been a little chaotic that night, this fit in perfectly. So I, you know, dipped the thing, the bubble thing, and I went to blow the bubbles, and they popped right in the ring before anything actually came out. Oh, and my natural react, <laughs> yeah. So my natural reaction to failing at blowing the bubbles uh -huh. after everything that had happened on that stage uh, was for me, as you, to just be like, "What the hell?" And then the lights came down to a huge laugh, which. Oh, so they were coming down anyway, because... and you just you just yelled and swore, and the lights came I... down. I think part of the I think part of that is credit to the person that was supposed to bring the lights down. I okay, think they were just like, there it is, bam! Like that was, but okay. yeah, the the failing at the bubbles and yelling what the hell uh -huh. was just the perfect Larson. <laughs> yeah. Now, for the record, though, so, and it was I, my class. My classroom's a swear-free zone, Mike. I don't I don't that swear don't stop in front of the children. That's not a thing. Uh, that's a that's a playwright's uh, embellishment. Yeah, you swear it all the time. So um, okay, I'll just move right past that. It's okay. I mean, we told the story last <laughs> week about you erasing the board with your middle finger. Yeah, you keep bringing all those up. That's good. You know, we're this is in public. I'm not, all the, right. I'm not the only person you called a jackass. You called several people jackasses in that classroom. Um, now, uh, is that let's get back to this. Let's. <laughs> Let's get back to this. Stop laughing. I got to, um, the, um, there was a, now, do you remember that there were, there were rubber band guns? If you are closing your hands over your face and laughing out loud, it's fine. Um, do you remember you had rubber band guns? There was something about rubber band guns in that performance. Yes. So, okay. uh, because of your rubber band fl flinging, the that was a normal thing. Yes. Brought in a couple of rubber band guns because he thought a, a lot of the things of the character of you in that play were kind of exaggerations, you know, for the sake of storytelling, which you know, right, and just for kind of the comedy of it. And so one of them was just like a six shooter rubber band gun, so I could just come out and just be like, and I like would put throw like a bandana on and pop up from behind a desk and you know go after the two main characters. So this is funny. I don't know if you know this. Um, after the play, uh, as as you were like, uh, thank you for coming, and I really enjoyed playing you, and blah, blah, blah. And you gave me those rubber band guns. They're wooden, and you you like, you like load them up and you shoot them. You, you gave them to me, like, here you go. Here's, here's these guns. I still have those in my classroom. And every now and then, and, and I don't do it right at the beginning of the year, but uh, when somebody, like maybe there's a, every now and then I still shoot some rubber bands at some people. If they shoot them back, like they're like, oh, you can shoot it at me, I'll shoot it at you. I'll go, oh, you want to play? And I'll pull the rubber band guns out of the drawer and load them up. And the reaction in the classroom is beautiful. They're like, oh, oh, he's not playing. You should not have done that. 
<laughs> what they don't know is the rubber band gun doesn't shoot rubber bands anywhere near as fast as actually pulling them back and shoot. And I'm quite the marksman. I've been True. doing this for 25 years. You know, they're picking the fight with the wrong, you know, gunfighter here. Um, but I still have those rubber band guns, and they they do come out every now and then. Well, for those, I mean, I think it's less about the actual speed or accuracy and more about the intimidation factor. That exactly, just, yep. That fear and respect that you get when you first pull those out, I think, is worth all of it. It's great. Um, it's great. I, a, interesting uh, you say that I gave those to you. I yep. don't think those were mine to give. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> now that I, like... So you were a terrible remember... child. You were a terrible child hey, in high school. I don't, I don't remember giving those to you, and I because they weren't mine. Um, so they So I somebody can't. I can't remember if I asked permission to do that or not, but I definitely know they weren't mine. So somebody's aunt Milda is out there saying, "Where are my rubber band guns? They've been gone <laughs> for twenty years. I lent them out to my kids to play with, and I have Aunt Milda's rubber band guns in my classroom. That's what I, we're saying." Possibly, yes. You yeah, you were a bad kid. Um, I, you were a bad kid in high school. Apparently, jeez. Um, oh, I'll wow. give you another one. Hang on. I told you I had some surprises, and this is really. And I would like you to feel bad There's about more. this. Yes, and and I really want you to prepare yourself emotionally to feel really really bad about this. You also asked me for a book, because your character needed to hold a book as you were doing this lesson plan, and I was like. Yeah, I'm going to need that back, though. Like, we keep track of those. And you were like, oh, I will definitely get you this book back. You got it. Like, if you let me have this, I really appreciate it. It's great for the play, and we're all going to appreciate it. Thank you. And you were like, this is Eddie Hat. Like, thank you, sir. I really appreciate you lending me this book. And on my honor, I will return it to you. I think that's the exact words you said that day. I don't think those are the exact words I used. Would you like to guess whether or not you gave me the book back? So I'm going to guess that I didn't. No, you didn't. And you know how I know that? Because the person cleaning the auditorium after the show found it in a garbage can. They found it in a garbage oh, no. can. Like, they found no. the book in a garbage can. Oh. I've been waiting for years to tell you that. And it feels good. So feels good. So that probably how looks bad, it? and I feel bad about that. You're right. I do feel bad about that. I'm, I'm, I, I will say... Throwing your book in a garbage can that blatantly is not something I like. Feel like I would do. Um, however, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely didn't give the book back to you so that it ended up in that garbage. So like someone threw it in the garbage can because I didn't give it back to you. Maybe you were so in the moment on stage. Fault. You were just on stage in the moment, and you were just like, "That can't get these damn bubbles to work." What the hell? And you just threw the book in the garbage Jeez. can. Maybe that's that what might happened. have been it. Actually, yeah, I don't know. I and I just never <laughs> like thought. Oh, I gotta go back and get that book for Larson. No, um, no, you did not. No, you did not think that. I. Man, wow. I'm so sorry. you. I had to have brought that up with you at the time. We have probably both forgotten this, but I'll bet the next week when somebody said, "Hey, we found this in a garbage can," I had to have gone, "Oh, Mike's gonna hear about that in class next week," and I had to have brought it up, and we just. Neither one of us remember the exchange at this point. That 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 sounds vaguely familiar now that mm -hmm. you say it. I mean, it is almost um, twenty years later, so. That's yeah. That... <laughs> Man, my bad. 
You pulled it off, though. You played a good Larson. Or, I'm sorry, Mr. L. You played a good Mr. L on stage. I, well, thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, you wrote in this entry, you know, a little bit about what it was like to have me as a student and, you know, what it was like sitting down that day. You also mention a, uh, a lot about what it's like generally to be in your classroom, and you bring up two things that are staples of your classroom, and we I think we touched on them a little bit last week, but one, um, yep. one of those is the Larson stories, um, yep. you know, telling those stories from your childhood and everything, and they're all, you know, big hit with the students. Um, I know back in my day, I'm sure they still are. Uh, when did you start? telling Larson stories like did you always do that or did something inspire you to do that or like that's a really when, good when question I don't I don't know that I know the answer to that question well I don't think I did that in my first couple of years teaching uh, I was in another high school from the one that you went to mm-hmm. um, and I don't I don't think I did or maybe I did a little bit and I just don't remember it but the thing is, when I came to the high school that, that I'm in now that you're at, um, we were on a block schedule. And so when you were in my class, you were in for 86 minutes at a time, and you only had the class one semester. So mm-hmm. I was supposed to teach the whole class in one semester. So it kind of worked out to where you should teach either one and a half or two lesson plans per day, which was a little rough on the students, I thought. Like, I was like, I can do it, but should I do it, you know? And the design was supposed to be you do some math and then you give the kids time to, like, do stuff. Um, and I found that we needed breaks. We needed time. I needed to get away from math and talk about something else and come back to math. But when we, if you get away from it and you let students do whatever they want, you're not going to get them back. So it needed to be something that was directed. And so I've, I've always been somebody who doesn't mind keeping everybody's attention with some kind of story or something. So I started telling these things about when I was a kid and I I don't know, maybe one of my college professors did a similar thing, but it was early on when I got to that job because there was so much time and I just noticed like this is gold because we're not doing math when I need to take a break from math. And then when I want to go back to math, they're all paying attention to everything I'm saying. So I basically got a restart on my class over and over and over and I and they liked it so much it just it just became its own thing. Yeah. Do you remember what like how you came to stories about you and childhood and just your life and everything or like did you try was there anything else you tried before that? Like did were you trying to tell other kinds of stories or tell jokes or I mean, did you try, do you remember trying anything before that or did okay, that just so, kind of come up naturally? Okay. So the sarcasm just, I can't shut that off. Like it's actually something I'm not supposed to do in a classroom. I think there are like teacher books that say, don't use sarcasm with high school students. It doesn't work. And I just like, I can't shut it off, man. I can, like, I can't not do that. So, uh, <laughs> So I was always having fun and joking with and, and uh, roasting kids. And and I figured if I'm going to do it, they ought to be able to do it to me too. So I have to have some humility in front of them. And there's I want some back and forth so that we're relating and we're enjoying ourselves and in the classroom together. So that when I do want their attention to teach math, it's there. 
Like, I don't know if it was, if I planned it that way or if it just happened organically, but it, but that was there. Every now and then I would start telling kids stories about being in the, in the seventies, you know, the 1970s in Detroit and just things like the, a rotary dial phone is different. Like if you tell that to kids now, like they don't even understand what that is. Um, and so I noticed that they enjoyed that my childhood was different from their childhood and they, and they kind of liked hearing about the stories and I mean, it's all hilariously stupid. I mean, that's what it is. It's just a series of stupidity of me being a kid and, uh, that's the take that I put on it. And, um, <laughs> just... I did one of them, I think, and it was a hit, and I was like, I got to keep doing this because this is such a good way to get off task, keep their attention, and then get back on task. That's really what those stories are about. You uh, do you just keep all of them up in your head, in your head, or do you like do you have them written down somewhere? Or okay, I... <laughs> is that I do I have a list. I do have a list. I don't know if I had yeah. it written. I think I had it written when you were there. Um, I don't. I don't have an order. I... They don't go in an order for sure, but I, <laughs> there was one class in particular that was always off task. And the nice thing was we weren't in a hurry. One class that I teach, you got to get everything done. So you're always, you got to keep moving. But this class, you didn't have to go too fast. And the kids really, if you went too fast, they weren't going to get it anyway. So you needed to take your time and they were always willing to be off task. So I told more stories in that class because I could get them. I could get their attention and I could bring it back when I wanted. So I found myself in that class repeating myself. And they would say, yeah, you already told us that one. And I'm like, all right. Well, there was this one time where my cousin got tied to a tree. They're like, we heard that one. And uh, I was like, all right. Well, there was this time where I was afraid of a possum that was under the porch. They're like, you told us that one. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm, I've run out of material. And so we literally took half of a class period and wrote down on the whiteboard the name, like we wrote names for the stories. They didn't have names before. I would just always be like, hey, did I ever tell you about the time that I killed my brother's goldfish? And um, so we started writing them and naming them and I wrote down the whole list and then I probably added to that list after. And so now it's always there and I check them off. Uh, so when I tell period three this story, I, I check off period three heard this story. And the kids are always like, no, well, it is from what I need to do, but the kids are like, "Are you such a loser? Did you actually write all these down?" And I'm always like, "Well, that yeah." Sounds like, I mean, why wouldn't I? You know, that sounds like a very high school uh, criticism, uh, the kind of thing a teenager would say. Yeah, like you're just such like, a loser. You loser, you're... right? And then immediately after that, they're like, "But tell us another one," you know? Right. Uh, so yeah, so that's why I wrote the list, and uh, but at one point. A group of kids actually asked me, hey, is there like a final exam on this? And I was like, well, of course there's a final exam. There wasn't. That was a lie. But since they asked it and I said it, I had to write one. So there is actually somewhere saved on my computer a final exam about the Larson stories. And um, Nice. Yeah, and they were like, what happens if I get it wrong? I was like, you fail the class. <laughs> I don't remember this failing. This is the most important material that I was well, okay. In the first place, I don't remember failing anybody because they couldn't remember the Larson stories. Uh, I think it's very important that on the record we say that. But also, 
those assholes did better sure. on the Larson story final exam than they ever did on the actual math final exam. Like, they crushed that one, but they couldn't remember how to solve for X. I'm still pissed about it. I don't, I don't give the final exam anymore because it hurts my heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Um, I got a little. I got a little extra worked up about that one. I'll dial it down. That's all right. I'll dial it down. That was right. that I, up. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, so what about uh, what about the stupid word? When did that start? I, you know what? I don't know that one. I don't know the answer to that either. Um, I can tell you what I think happened because uh, other kids have asked me this. Now you know this from being in my classroom. If I am teaching. And somebody either says something to provoke a reaction out of me or something so stupid that it needs to be addressed, I'm going to address it. Like, we're not just going to pretend it didn't happen. So I'm going to guess that during class one day, I asked a question and somebody gave an answer that was so comically wrong. And let's understand this. It's not about the kid actually being stupid. It's... You know how you just say something dumb and you immediately regret it in front of all your friends? You know, like that's the, nature. that's the spirit of this thing. And so we're really all laughing together, not like you're so dumb you can't solve for X with this, so we're going to put it on the board. It's it's not that. It's you just right. said something dumb in the, in the moment. So probably a kid like Mike Wilden who could take a good joke said something dumb when they shouldn't have and probably was like, wow, I shouldn't have said that out loud. He's going to make fun of me for that. I really blew it today. And I think I just probably heard it, wanted to have fun with it. And instead of coming up with a retort, I just walked over to the side and wrote it on the board in quotes. And I think all the kids looked at it and went, that's a thing we do now. We do that now. Like if you say something dumb, that's going <laughs> up on the board. That's, that's now what happens in this classroom. And it has never stopped. Um, and t honestly, like another teacher has tried to do that and the kids will go, Nope, you can't do that. That's a, that's a Larson thing. Take that down. <laughs> uh, which I think is, I think is cool. So that, that thing has a life of its own. I can't claim responsibility for it. I think the kids and I created that and then we have gone with it. I've been on the stupid board, which I'm still angry with myself about. Like. Yeah, I'm not angry with the kids. I'm angry with myself because you have to defend yourself in this environment. And um, I can tell you exactly what I said the first time I got on the stupid board. Um, I like to fake angry rant. And everybody knows yeah. that I'm fake angry ranting. And I said something like, this is what I was going for. It's all fun and games until a chair gets thrown. Like, that's what I said, as if I'm going to throw a chair. I was there for this. Were you really there for that? I was there for this because I have this quote written down in like in uh, I used to keep um, like just <laughs> like word uh, word documents with just funny quotes from random things or like I'd write them oh. down and things. And I, I remember somewhere I have it's all fun and games. Can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. It's all funny because so, somebody had accidentally like moved a chair pretty like kind of roughly on accident. And you were trying to say it's all fun and games until, until a chair, a gets, chair thrown. gets thrown. But you said it's all fun. It's all fun and games till a throne gets chair. I did. Larson. I said it. Yep. And I think Steve Campbell put you on the board 
<laughs> and the only reason he did was because I couldn't get to the marker first. I, I can't believe... I thought I was bringing up something new that you hadn't heard before. I can't believe you were in the room for that. <laughs> true. Yeah. No, I remember... I can't... Yeah. Because I know I would remember it if it was I, you I that you... wrote it. I thought a girl wrote it on the board, but I did. I... Here's what happens to I, I, me. No, I, I, I didn't write it. I, Steve wrote right. it. Right. Steve wrote Steve it. Wrote okay. It. But like, but but again, I, it's um, I, I'm pretty sure it was Steve. But uh, but yeah, like I would have if I was next to the board. It was just we were all just like, oh, and just and I just remember you just, oh, you just <laughs> you sank your head uh, like, damn it, I can't what, believe that was it. So I, I will that was say, the first time. I, yeah, I I led into this knowing that you'd put yourself because you told me once before you'd put you know put yeah. yourself on and i was like oh really because i just kind of wanted to hear you tell that story yep uh but you'd never told me what the quote was and so that was the you first started, time. oh i can tell you exactly what i said and you started to I, oh my gosh that's fantastic yep. i can't yep. believe it because what happens is i go on those fake rants and the rhythm of what i'm saying to keep everybody's attention i have to say words whether they're in my head or not and so, yeah, I literally went to say, it's all fun and games until a chair gets thrown. And it came out, it's all fun and games until a throne gets chaired. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Yep. And it, there was nowhere to go. <laughs> I literally had nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. And I thought it was a girl that was just like, oh, we're putting that on the board. Grabbed my marker, went up and wrote it. I, but, I think it might have been. I don't know. I... I... I remember it as Steve. I just remember wishing I had been the one that that wrote that up there. But like, honestly, I like this yeah. better. Uh, let's assume that you were right, and that it was Steve that wrote it on the board. And for all this time, I thought it was a girl. And let's just let that be all we need to know about Steve Campbell. <laughs> I, I thought it was a girl. He was kind of a girl uh, about it. Uh, so yeah, uh, Steve. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I. That is phenomenal. I had no idea that that that's was funny until you started telling that story. I had no idea that was our class. Oh, that's that's great. That was, that was the first time um, I've been on quite a few times since then. And then uh, here's a here's the thing that I I actually am disappointed with myself about because I knew is like the Larson stories when I started doing them, it was an immediate. The kids loved it, and I needed to keep doing it, and it it made the class work. The stupid board makes the class work. Like parents have told me their kids are proud of being on the stupid board. And it's just like, uh, it creates this cool community feel where we're, we're all a little less defensive being around each other, you know, like we're, we're on defense. So we don't get called out for doing something, but at the same time, we're all less defensive around each other and kids are more likely to ask questions they wouldn't normally ask. You know, kids are more likely to give information about their lives that they wouldn't normally give because of those things happening. And I'm really proud of that. But I'm also really mad that I'm on the stupid board. But yeah, no, I wanted to ask you, do you like, do you have a, like an all time favorite or like a top five or a top 10? Like, do you remember <laughs> any of them? Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Oh, there's a top. Oh, there's a top for sure. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's, let's. And I. And I know that the person who said it was embarrassed for two years because it kept coming up. And um, I almost feel bad bringing it up because if that person happens to be listening to this podcast as, as probably close to your age, you know, like is, is probably putting her face in her hands right now on a table going, don't do it. 
Don't do I can't take it. Don't do it. This is an emotional scar. Um, <laughs> one, this is a result of one of the Larson stories. I, I started out by saying, on December 7th, 1978, while walking home from first grade, I was run over by a chicken truck. This is one of the most popular stories. Um, just, I think, because of that line. But this girl actually asked this question at the end of that line. Did you live? She asked the person telling the story, did you live? Um, and I, I've, I've gone over this in my head so many times because it's just so legendary. I, this is how I responded. And I'm, and I'm kind of proud of it. I looked at her and I said, no, we were all sad the day that I died. Um, and, and I just kind of left it at that. And it was like the kids, the laughter didn't happen immediately. It was almost like some kids were like, oh, let it go, man. Don't laugh at it. And then some chuckled and some, and she definitely put her hand, like she put her head down on the desk, covered her head with her hands, tried to hide. Like, there's no way I just said that out loud. But, um, yeah, so I went right over to the board and I was like, I, I can't not do this. Like this has to. So I wrote my prompt on December 7th. I was, I was run over by a chicken truck and then the question, did you live? And I left it there. And that is infamy. Like that is by far the best stupid quote that's ever been on there. And I would bring it up with her and the response that this poor girl would give me was this, Mr. Larson. Like, she was just like, I'm over this. I need you to get over this. Stop bringing this up. Um, and she was a decent sport about it. And, um, oh, man, if you are listening to this, I apologize that it's 2024 and we're still talking about that story. But that's my favorite one. I don't know if it's the best one, but it's definitely my favorite one. That's, oh, man. Classic, and yeah, the 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 chicken truck story is one of the one of the most popular ones. It's definitely a classic Larson story for sure. Well, but I um, want okay, I want a little props for this because the chicken truck story, I actually turned into a lesson plan, um, and I, I, it actually works its way. Yes, yes, <laughs> because at the end of that story, there's some money involved as a result of me as an elementary school getting hit by elementary school kid getting hit by a truck there was there was a a lawsuit and I'm embarrassed about this but when I teach logarithms and exponential functions I actually talk about what would happen if I had left that money in a bank account for this many years how much money would I have now and could I afford a yacht if I hadn't touched it and um we we actually do some math with the amount of money and I really, honestly, I'm embarrassed that so, I even. So, 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 really, it's just it's a it's a whole it's a whole problem they're working out to like yes or no can you afford a yacht? Show your work. That is correct, and I even say like now, how many years would it take for that that much money to turn into a million dollars? And it turns out like it'd be a hundred and eighty four years for that money to turn into a million dollars, and and so we go back to so my life sucks. That's. <laughs> Pretty much how that goes. Well, in the bank, yeah, we don't need to get into that. Um, <laughs> so, one other thing I wanted to talk about uh, in this entry is a common thread that really ties this story together. Not just your entry and my like, 
the overall thing that we're doing here is tied together pretty strongly by a thread of baseball. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, we have to introduce this. Yes, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, well, you and I we have to introduce it now too because you mentioned it um in your entry. And I and yep. now for the record, the way we're telling the story now, it was beautifully done uh the way you you and you did it this time. Like in final draft, this is how it needed to be told for sure. I I want to bring this up though. Um I don't like the way you're smiling. Still... Well, you're like again, well, it just, listeners, you still... can't see that he's smiling, but I'm about to. I, I do. I'm about to I get have a needled. bit of a shit eating grin. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm about to get I, needled I'm... or kicked in the balls here about this <laughs> right now. I don't care for I'm... the direction this is going. Carry on. I'm, just I'm go sorry. ahead, and we'll I, see what it, happens. It still cracks me up to this day. So uh, that first day, when we were talking about what we wanted to do, and your idea was like. All right, you write the first entry, and then yes. suddenly I'm going to write the second entry, and it was going to yes. be like a big surprise that you were also involved in this. Yes. And I like I liked that idea, but then you went even further with it. You were like, "Don't tell them about this. Don't tell them about that." And in this, in your entry here, you. Uh, oh, this is the first day. That... While we're at the bar, the first day we've already decided to write the blog, and we were right. trying to decide like rules on what how we're going to unveil this. This is what you're saying. Right. And okay. and like it, it works the way that you did it now, but we had decided that day that the last uh the last episode of the blog would be us would, going to uh a new we go to a baseball game together. together. Yes. Right. And because um, you mentioned it in your in your blog that like when you go to your last stadium I'll be there. Um right. And so as far as the baseball game goes, uh, we're not going to give that away. And yeah, maybe, maybe that we happened. Made it, maybe we didn't. If maybe we didn't, we'll tell you how. That's correct. Yeah. Right? If we didn't, we're going to tell you how and why. That's right. Uh, but either way, so you told me, like, you were like, don't even mention baseball in your first one. And I kind of thought, like, well, I mean, I got to mention baseball. <laughs> like, that was, like, a big tie. And <laughs> I so I but you're like, no, no, this, don't but... even mention that at all. And so I was like, all right. And I tried really hard. And I like, I kind of just like barely mentioned it. And I was like, I know. And I even, when I sent you that first draft, I was like, I know you said don't mention the baseball thing. But like, I had to send through a little bit in. It's not much. And you're like, okay. Because you were, you were like, we're going to reveal this thing. It's going to be this big shock. And then like your response going. article, <laughs> you know where it's going. Your response <laughs> the very next day just straight up just like i am here to announce that mike wilden and i will be going to a baseball game together at the end but and i was like you just did exactly the opposite of what you told me we we're gonna do i obviously like it's we we're, we're telling the story in a different way now so the way you have it works perfectly but it, that just uh, cracked me up so much i'm like you you were a little drunk when you when you wrote this well here. here's the thing <laughs> I, I needed you to know right away that I will say things and then do whatever the hell I want to do anyway. Like, let them know early, apparently, is where I was going with that. I don't remember at all telling you. I mean, of course, this is like three years ago now, right? So, but... You, you didn't remember it then either. I, clearly. Clearly, I Which, did not. Because I, I, I remember telling you, I was like, hey, like, I like this, but... I mean, didn't you say we were going to not say this right up front, like, at all? And then you went, oh, did I say that? Oh, my bad. <laughs> well, Mike, once you start writing um, and the muse takes over, it's really not, it's not up to you anymore. 
anyways, getting getting back to kind of what we're talking about here. Okay, um, I'd like um, to give you my official reaction to that entire story, and it is this. Sure. Whoops. <laughs> that was pretty much the reaction you gave me a couple of years ago, too. Uh, and it was great. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's... So, um, the way this all started was you and I... I think the only time you and I weren't talking... Like, one of us or both of us weren't talking that entire time was when the Cubs were playing. You know, we're in a sports bar there at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, yeah. And that there first was a Cubs yeah. game on. And I, I think there was somebody on base, and it was a close game, and we just, without prompt, neither of us we said, like, stop. oh, we'll stop. Like, we just, we literally just both just looked up at the TV and watched for a good, like, two or three minutes without saying a word. Yeah. And then we're commenting on the game and talking. We just then we kind of realized we didn't we didn't say like oh this is a thing. We just started talking Cubs. Yeah. And subliminally we're like oh we've got that in common too. So we just started talking about that. Um, do you you remember that? I do. Uh, I remember. I can remember sitting in the chair. Now that you bring this up, I remember sitting in the chair and talking to you, and I had a screen above your head, off uh, above your shoulder. And a play was happening. I remember either you were talking or I was talking and I completely stopped paying attention and I was watching the action of what was going on. And I, this is, this is what real baseball fans, I guess, do like you, like you get caught up in that moment and then you look away from after the play is over at the person who you were supposed to be talking to and you start feeling apologetic, you know, like I, I bet a lot of baseball fans go through this because not everybody's likes baseball that but i would look at you and you were also watching the tv and thought okay uh, all right and it and it wasn't even like that it was a big play it was like role players it wasn't like anthony rizzo was up hitting a home run it was just a you know like a hit and run play or something like that with role players and we both stopped talking watching it and realized right away this guy is a real Cubs fan who's, you know, yeah. into the nuances of the game. And that and was so just, just another talking about it. That's yeah. right. That was another of the coincidences that we ran into that day that, um, that led to ultimately everything we're doing here. Right. Um, cause I, uh, we also got talking about the, you know, obviously talking Cubs that season led us into the world series of 2016. Oh, right. Yes. Um, and and just everything about that year, how amazing that year was, and I think this was this was probably this was one of the points that made us go well, that first made us go like okay whoa this is like weirdly okay. specific. Um, this that actually this story that you're I, about to tell because I know what you're about to tell. This might be the reason we wrote this whole thing or started to think. Let's talk about all of these similarities that we have going on here. Because this is this yeah. is something. This is something. So it, yeah. So I was still in uh, school to be an echo tech, and that year um, I was doing everything I could to see the games. I'd be recording them, and then I'd watch them without anybody telling me anything that happened for right. a lot of them. But when it came, especially when it came to the World Series, I I had to watch those live. So I was rushing home after a long. I was at school all day. I was trying to get home so I could watch it with my mom and my dad and my friend. And I just missed, like, the first couple of batters. And 
Game 7 of the World Series yeah. in 2016, the leadoff hitter for the Cubs, Dexter Fowler, hit a home run in that first at-bat. And I listened to that at-bat on the radio as I was approaching uh, my neighborhood to get to my parents' house and then watched the rest of the game with them. And I don't remember if I told you that story first or you told me your version of it, which yep. was... I'll let you do your version yeah, I don't remember either, but this was definitely a moment of synergy, if if I can use that word in this. My version is, I was at parent-teacher conferences. Game 7 was starting, and, you know, like, these parents wanted to talk about their kid, and I'm like, hey, man, we gotta go. Like, it's Game 7. I, your kid's great. Um, can we email about this? Like, like, there's a point where I'm allowed to leave. <laughs> you know, my contractual day is over. And it's like 7 p.m. They've made the announcement. Hey, guys, the day is over. And some parents just stay after and some teachers stay after because, you know, you're just talking about kids, which is, a, you know, it's a great thing to do. But I, I was like, I got to go. <laughs> it's it's game seven. What, what are you doing? You know, so as soon as that conversation was over, I like... I'm going to tell you, I didn't run, but I fast walked down that hallway and I got in my car and I'm, I'm driving home and the game started not when I was in the parking lot of the high school, not when I got on the road, but when I got into my subdivision, the game started and Dexter Fowler hits that home run and I get to hear it from Pat Hughes and I'm just, I don't know how I didn't drive my car into somebody's lawn. Like, I was like, it's game seven, and we just hit a home run with the first at bat. You know, like, this is the most incredible thing I, I've ever heard. And so I get to the house, and I, I run in the door, and I'm like, Nikki, we got to have the, you know, the, the game on. And the dogs are downstairs, and she's like, we just went through the whole game. But you and I went through that conversation about how we started watching that game and how impactful it was because everybody watched. Everybody around here right. watched game seven of the Cubs but, World Series game. But right. the, how but similarly also, we watched it was... Yeah. It, the, the that first, was something. The Dexter Fowler's leadoff home run, we both listened to in the car on the radio approaching our homes yeah. and then watched the rest of it with our respective families. And like yeah. that was the point where we were, we were both just like, all right, whoa. Like, time yeah. out. <laughs> like, yeah, in your, I think um, in your first episode, in your first blog, you write like, "Holy shit, me too!" Like, I, I think you wrote that those yeah. words, and that's probably the moment where both of us were like, "Wow, this." We were actually, because it was it was twenty twenty, I think, or twenty twenty one when we had that meeting. Twenty one, yeah. And so that was two thousand sixteen. So we're talking about something that happened five years ago, and how we were in these cars doing the exact same thing, and that uh, was a for two Cubs fans to realize they had the same experience. So it's a really cool moment. Well, and I think I think that was kind of the thing that tipped over the top because the other thing that really got us starting to kind of like go like, all right, hold on a second. Um, just before that, as we were talking Cubs and World Series and everything, is I brought up to you that I was um, trying to see a baseball game in every major league stadium. Right. And... I actually had written a blog post about it on another blog, um, uh, Fancy Boys Club, if you guys want to check that out sometime. But I just kind of written about that. A, a buddy of mine in the Chicago suburban comedy scene runs this blog. And I just kind of asked him, hey, do you want to 
would it be cool if I wrote about my experience going through like all the California stadiums yep. in, in five days? And so I was telling you about that and like halfway in, you just cut me off. You just went, well, then you know I'm on this too, right? <laughs> right. And I was like, right. wait, what? And you're like, yeah, I've got like seven or eight stadiums left. And so we started yeah. talking about that and we're just like, we're doing the same baseball stadium thing. Yeah. And yet there was one thing that came up about bowling and then... Yeah. I think once we we were, we got into the World Series and we were talking about the Dexter Fowler thing, it was just like, all right, let's start <laughs> writing. Just, let's start writing. Yeah, this is so. Um, but hey, now yeah, we're on the but... we're on the subject of baseball, right? So we're we're um, we're opening up the subject of, as you put it, a, a pretty important thread throughout this whole thing. Um, I think it's important to point out that. We're not going to talk about baseball like we're watching a game. It's it's less about games of baseball, and it's more about the impact that it's had on our lives. It's more about the people who we've spent time with enjoying the game of baseball. And there's a lot of that in this blog that's coming up. And I don't mean to create like a teaser or trying to get you guys with a spoiler, but you know some of the stuff I wrote about, you know, like my grandfather, that's coming up way down the road. Is, is like a tribute to somebody that was very important to me in my life that I didn't, I never would have written about it in the way that I did here if we hadn't just started to explore, hey, why do I love this game in the first place? And it's, I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. Like it, it was kind of a, a fun thing to do to reflect as just opposed was, to people who like baseball, you know, like there's, yeah. it's different than that. It, it was a really cool exercise for both of us, I think. Yeah. Um, and not just I, so a big part of it is yes the people in our lives that we connect baseball to but also I think it just kind of it brought us back to our childhoods because like you said why do I love this game in the first place and a big right. reason for that is the people in our lives and then there's also just like remembering what it was like as a child like what was going on um, as a child that you were drawn to and it's yeah. more about you know us as people and just the experiences we're having rather than just like, you know, giving you the play by play of a game. We'll give right. you, we'll give you some plays, but like, it's all I mean, about, it's really, it's a more human experience than that. I, and honestly, that's one of the things I'm, I've been so excited to re like write about with this whole thing. And I'm excited to get, you know, one down the road when we get to those parts, uh, to throw mm -hmm. those out there because i think some of my favorite articles of yours are uh you know baseball themed yeah um some of my favorite ones that i wrote just from the experiences of writing them uh yeah. were baseball themed so yeah i um that's that's a very uh, very taut thread how do you feel larson hey i think we got it uh i i think we're good with uh this episode, uh, we got through the blog. We've introduced some things that you guys can look forward to hearing about in the future. And um, I think it's time to move on to the next episode. All right. You guys will hear this um, on Wednesday when it comes out. Uh, after this will be the third entry of the blog written, which you can find, again, at... 15-years-later.com uh, Leave us some comments or email us or message us on our social media sites. You can email us at 
15 years later blog at gmail.com. 15 years later blog at gmail. Uh, we're also on Instagram. We're on Twitter slash X. We're on threads, all at 15 years later TM. We really encourage you to comment, uh, like, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the blog, uh, like that too. And uh, just keep following along. We're enjoying telling you the story, and we hope you're enjoying uh, following along with us. Yeah, my name is Tim Larson, and this is Mike Wilden. Or as I like to say, Mike, who is an idiot, Wilden. God damn it. Have a good day. We are partnered with the SPDM crew.